0: Hey, I just want to share just for a moment about something that the Lord uh, began to show me this week. I've been in 1 John this week, Uh, really interesting, I've been in Jeremiah and 1 John this week and talk about a full spectrum of everything going on, but 1 John, and just some things have jumped out at me. So we're going to move this very quickly. I want to ask you, and I want all ears just open just for a second, who here? knows that there was a moment in time maybe you don't have a specific maybe you you're not like a, a good baptist who remembers the the day the hour the minute they said yes to jesus i know a lot of baptist brothers they they know that maybe you're one that knows knows roughly how old you were that's about me And maybe there's those that just say, hey, I felt like I was serving Him. I felt like I was following Him. But you know what? I can say now today, He is my Lord and Savior. But how many here right now say, I know that there is that moment I can look back and say, I said yes to Jesus. Come on, just a a couple of you. I got a lot of people in church that don't remember saying that, huh? i got to change my message right now. Not really. Saying yes to Jesus. Who, said, who has said, remembers that moment? Jesus. Jesus. Yes. And I'm going to ask you a quick question. Did people know that you had given your heart to Jesus? Now, maybe some of us were like Nicodemus amongst the Joseph of Arimathea. Uh, Interestingly enough, scared to death of their cohorts amongst the Pharisees. They were scared to let them know that they believed in Jesus, so they'd go and talk to Jesus in private, and they wouldn't share it. But I think they kind of gave themselves away when they took Jesus' body down off the cross. Because I'm going to tell you what, and please don't miss this, If you have truly moved into a relationship with Jesus Christ, who's with me right now? If you have truly moved into a relationship with Jesus Christ, no matter how hard you try, people are always going to find out. There is no way you can contain a relationship with Jesus Christ from the world. Amen? Now, this is where I want to step in today. Just for a moment, I'm going to ask you to turn to 1 John. I'm not exactly sure what to tell you which verse because we're going to be all over 1 John, but I just want you to turn to 1 John. And why don't we go ahead and just land for a moment in 1 John chapter 4. So as soon as you get there, let me know you're there by just amen, hallelujah, God is good, anything like that. Just let me know you're there. You can even add a praise the Lord in there if you want. Now, John 17, 3 says this, this is eternal life, that you say a prayer of salvation, that you say a prayer of salvation, and then go on with life as you desire, knowing that you said this prayer, and you're good to go. Is that eternal life? Is that eternal life? John 17, 3. And this is eternal life. That they go to church every Sunday, that they attend Sunday school faithfully, that they read their daily bread at least three times a week. And that they use the name Jesus somewhere in conversation at least once a year. Is that eternal life? See, I know maybe you're thinking, oh, you're you're just messing, you're you're mocking, actually. No, I'm not. I want to get honest when I tell you this. John 17, 3 says this, and this is eternal life, that they know the Father and the one whom He sent, Jesus Christ. And that word know means to be in a deep, intimate relationship with. Relationship. I've known Dave Thompson forever. I think the guy was still in diapers when I first met the guy. Where there are certain, th- but Dave and I are at this point where there are certain things that we know is going to make the other one laugh when we say it. I just know him; he'll say something to me, and of course, and at this point, I've already wet myself and I'm laughing all like crazy. Or I say something to him, and he's laughing like crazy. It's just we've known each other for so long, right? We can just do that. That's a deeper relationship in that respect. We just know each other in those ways. And certainly there's other areas that we can grow in. But I'm going to tell you what, my wife and I, she has a look. Any men want to say amen? She has a look. I don't have to ask her what that look means. I have it down, chapter and verse, what she is saying. But then she still says it. Any amens, husbands? I know my wife, and the reason she knows to give me that look is because she knows me. And she knows where this might go if she doesn't give me the look. Amen, wives? My wife knows me more than any person in the world. I know my wife more than any person in the world. And yet I still, we both still have a lot of room to grow in. Amen? But I'm going to tell you what, right now, if you were to ask me who I am married to, I would stand on the mountaintop and tell you I'm married to Tracy Chapel, And I want the world to know it because I'm a better person for being married to Tracy Chappell. Now, in my own world and thinking, I'm hoping she would do the same. Stand on the mountaintop, married to the greatest man ever, Dave Chappell. But folks, when it comes to Jesus and being in an intimate relationship with him, how well do you know him? And how well does he know you? You say, whoa, 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 whoa. He created me. Come on, he should know me well. I'm going to ask you a question. How many of you have next door neighbors that you've never talked to before? How many have family members? You shared the womb with some of your siblings and you haven't talked to them in years. Don't say just because he created you, he should know you well and you should know him well. I'm sorry. Many around with the title Christian, but we have no relationship. Now, see, here's the thing. It says, oh, come on, come on, what are you talking about? Well, this is where the Lord kind of rocked me around a minute here, okay? Jump back to 1 John chapter 1, verse 3. And I promise you this is going to be short. Chapter 1, verse 3. Here we go. I'm sorry, chapter 2, verse 3. Whoo, I'm just messing everything up. Chapter 2, verse 3. We know that we have come to know Him. Anybody want to know how you've come to know Him? Anybody want to know what it looks like? We know that we have come to know Him if we keep His what? Commands. And everybody's like, commands. Oh, Lord, got 10 of the big ones and 473 of the other ones. No. There is but one command that Jesus declared several times, it was in the Old Testament and the New Testament that says it, 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 it consumes it and it takes all the other commands and puts them into one thing. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. What is the theme word there? We know that we have come to know Him if we what? Let's just use the four-letter word. If we what? And I'm not just talking about love like we try to define it. I'm talking about godly love. We know that we have come to know Him if we love. If your inclination in everything you do is not about who, but about love and wanting to see God's best for everyone else. I'm pretty certain that that's a, good exam- that's a good chance that you know the Lord. Now, I'm going to say right now, real quick, we will love people if we know Jesus, okay? So don't go out there trying to love more people and thinking that's somehow going to get you to Jesus. You only get to Jesus by faith. Anybody believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? He died on a cross. He rose again for you. Okay? Me? Great. Then if the more you believe that, the more you're going to what? The more you know him and just in faith just say, Lord, I want to look more like you. Here I am. The more you're going to what? Love. You're going to love. You're going to love. Now, John 17, 3 says eternal life is to know him. John 15 says, Look. Remain in me as I remain in who? You. You remain part of him. and in you as you remain in who? Me. The Lord wants to be in us and us be a part of him. He wants us together as what? As what? As what? Just like a husband and wife. That's what he's trying to draw us together, to be what? A reflection of that same relationship. We are called to be one with who? Jesus. So much so, you ever seen an older couple that dresses alike? Aren't they so sweet? One of these days, I'm just going to pay my mom to dress, dress Dad up to look like her. And all the floral designs, the color. The more we are in relationship with Jesus, the more we look like We dress like Him. We act like Him. And what does Jesus do best? It's a four-letter word. Love. Love. Throughout 1 John, there's about five or six things that John is very clear on that is signs that you are actually, well, I'm going to put it in layman's terms, that you're actually saved. But isn't it good to know that you're saved? And he said, now here are some signs that show if you really are saved. One of them, he says, is you acknowledge Jesus as Lord and Savior, that He's the Son of God. Amen? Who here acknowledges that He is the Son of God? Amen. And he also says that you acknowledge that it is His Holy Spirit that is within you, leading, guiding you. Anybody acknowledge that here today? A couple of you? You acknowledge that today. He also, says, he also says that you're no longer seeking to serve sin. You're no longer habitually sinning. That you're no longer really, bottom line, making life all about. Because guess what? All sin comes out of what? All sin comes out of self. There is not one ounce of sin that comes out of love. God's love in us. Guys, we cannot rationalize our sin. If we're living serving sin, serving flesh, serving ourselves, we can sit around here, but I don't want to. You know what? Here's the thing. I know you don't want to, and desire's great, but the Lord desires more for you. He's not standing over you saying, you've really done it now. No, he is broken over you that you are not coming to him and allowing this stuff to keep you separated. You continue to hold on to what you want and what self wants, and we are missing out. And let's be honest, has anybody lived a point in their life, or maybe even now, you're sick of missing out? It gets us there. Come on. Our sin gets us there. Self-focus gets us there. You say, whoa, we shouldn't be so sin-focused. Well, here's the thing. We shouldn't, but we shouldn't be serving sin either. We can't serve the flesh. We can't serve ourselves. If we keep commands, and what is His command? To love others. That's the biggest thing I want to hone in on today. It's the one thing that you can see that he gives very clearly. Yes, people turning from sin, but he says, here's this. John says this. You can tell a person is in Christ and Christ in him because they love people. They love people. They love people. I'm just going to read. This is just 1 John, a couple chapters. Anyone who does not love remains in death. Anyone who has hatred in their heart is still in darkness. Do you know what life is without love? Darkness. And who is, who is the prince of darkness? <laughs> Correct? He says this, love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. Can it be any plainer? We love because He first what? God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. Is John getting the point across here? Church, is John getting the point across? One one of the best ways to tell if a person truly is being transformed is what's beginning to ooze out of them. Love for others. And self is on the decline. Love is in the increase. You say, oh, you shouldn't be judgmental. How can you be judgmental? Can you tell somebody who genuinely loves you? Have you ever noticed somebody that genuinely loves you, you just want to love back? Now, the Lord says, now take it a step further. Even those that don't give you love, love them back too. Those that are enemies to you, love them back. Love the people that curse you and and, and hurt you, love them back. Do you know that church, look up here, look up here. I feel like the Lord just spoke this very clearly. When you criticize and speak ill, especially of brothers and sisters, but of anybody, when you speak ill of, I'm not saying speaking truth, but even then, if you speak ill or you're critical of someone else walking in a critical spirit, you are damaging yourself as much as you're damaging that other person. You walk around criticizing. Look, I know there are people that I don't agree with lifestyles throughout this world, but my word, I'm not going to be a tool of this. By criticizing and destroying, I'm going to declare truth in love. You see, it gets quiet. What? Come on. I'm not going to do this to people. I can't. As David says, I try, or Jeremiah says, I try to shut my mouth. I don't want to say it anymore, but it just burns in my bones, and then i got to say it. And you know what we need to say? God is good. He loves you, and he's got a whole lot more for you than this. What you're living now or what you're doing now is not of him, but it's not for me to sit here and destroy you. It's for me here to build you up and say, hey, brother, hey, sister, the Lord has more for you. He loves you so much. Don't you know it? and I want to love you too. So here I stand. Here I stand to love you and stand with you. The Word also says, do not love the world or anything in the world, because if we love the world, we're putting that above our love for who? The Father. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. You say, I don't love the world. Who loves their material stuff? Who loves their way of life? Who loves their comfort? Who cringes at the idea of your comfortable life? And you say, it's not comfortable. You know what I'm talking about. Who cringes at the idea of that being pulled out from underneath of you? And yet the Lord says, hey, let me be first. So that even if that does get pulled out from underneath of you, you're not going to fall, you're not going anywhere. I want my love to so consume you that all people see when they see you is what? Love. Love. You say, oh, it sounds so wishy-washy, it sounds so meek and mild. No. Can I say something here? When Jesus walked into the temple courts that day, and the money changers were making a profit off of all that, all the all those things going on in there, and it had become a den of thieves, as Jesus said. Jesus showed a lot of love that day. What did he do? He flipped over tables, and he threw it across the room because he said, zeal for my house will consume me, or for my father's house will consume me. This is going to be a house of prayer. This is not going to be a den of thieves. Because what the Lord was saying, what Jesus was saying was, if I just let you keep doing this, you're only going to be destroyed. So I have got to passionately put an end to this so you know the truth. How many know that the Lord disciplines? And who likes discipline? I mean, it's very clear in the Word, isn't it? No one likes discipline at, the, at, a, at that moment in the book of Hebrews. How many But He only disciplines those that He what? Loves. It's not wishy-washy. How many know we have to stand firm in the face of persecution? How many know we need to stand on what the truth is regardless of what it may do to us culturally or what it may do to us uh, amongst uh, uh, others? You know what? I'm not here to honker down and be all about me. I'm all about, hey, do what you will. But greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And I want his love to come pouring out. I don't want you guys to think I'm just beating a horse over and over and over again. What I want you guys to understand is this. The word is very clear. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 10, First John 4:10: "This is love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Do you know that the Aramaic that this was written in cannot actually be translated this? This is how love was born. This is how love was born. Not that we loved God but He loved us. Where did love begin? And who is glad that the Father loved you even when you did not deserve it? Now, I'm going to speak very challenging to every one of you. For those of you sitting around here still thinking you're unworthy of love, tell the enemy to shut up. Now, you've got to get serious with your, with your father. You've got to get serious with the Lord, but he's not withholding love from you. Why would he? He wants you to love others. Amen? He wants you to walk in love. So this is where it lies down in this. Revelation chapter 3. Don't miss this last little piece. I just want to share with you. The Lord had uh, the Apostle John write, write uh, seven letters to the seven churches and to the church of Ephesus. He said, look, you guys have been doing a whole lot of good things. I'm, I'm thankful for what you've done. You even stand for my name. That's great. But there's one thing that I'm really struggling with with you guys. You have lost your first what? And you know what he was saying? He's saying, you're doing a whole lot of good things, but you stopped allowing love to be your motivation. You're doing things now just out of what? Duty. Oh, I'm a Christian. I'm supposed to do this. We 160 people led by the Holy Spirit, and He can take care of every one of you. We are one body, but all of you are led by the Holy Spirit. Amen? And how many spirits are there? So we are united by one what? So I'm going to ask you today, just as Jordan and Sonia publicly declared in there, as they went down, my life, myself, is gone. It is crucified. I no longer live, and as they came out of that pool, Jesus Christ now lives in me. Amen? Amen? Is there anybody here today that says, you know what? I've really been wrestling with this. I, I believe that I, I know that I love the Lord, and I know that He loves me, but I just, I want to reconnect with that relationship because I want love to come pouring out of me. Because self has a way of allowing itself to be resuscitated, doesn't it? And I said a couple weeks ago, we've got to stop with this CPR stuff. So I'm going to ask you guys to bow your heads right where you are. Lord, there are many of us here today, The Lord, call you Lord and Savior. I pray it's everyone here today. Lord, there are many of us here, and Lord, you said, I've called you to love. And I think some of us have just gotten into the routine, and we've lost, we've lost uh, connection with the fact that you want us to operate in passionate love in everything we do. Love for you and love for others, and being loved. Lord, there are those of us here today that say, hey, you know what? I really haven't allowed love to come flowing out of me. And I want to know that I know that I know that He's in me, I'm in Him. Lord, I want to be a vessel of love today. I want to be exactly what You created me to be today. So if there are anyone here today that really just wants to recommit in a way, recommit their whole life to an intimate relationship with Jesus, allowing His life to fill you and His love to come pouring out of you as a vessel He wants to use throughout this world. I just ask you right now, just stand where you are. I recommit myself. I recommit myself to being filled with the life of Jesus Christ. Stand right where you are. I recommit myself. I recommit myself. I recommit myself. I want love to come pouring out of me I want love to fill me and come pouring out of me. Here I am. Here I am, Lord. I must be less ourselves to you. You must be what, Lord? We recommit ourselves to you right now in the name of Jesus. We recommit ourselves to you, and we welcome your life, filling us that your love may come pouring out. We will not allow self to dictate what we do today but your love will be seen so that lord when people see who we are they know who it is we love we know they know who it is that we are in relationship with there's no mistaking it because your love is so evident through us lord here we are we ask you to forgive us of forsaking our first love, and we thank you, Lord, as we just place it back on the throne. Here we are. Thank you. Everything we do, may it be because of you, Lord, and the love you have filled us with. To God be the glory. You are so good. If there's anybody here today that does not know Jesus Christ, I tell you quickly and I tell you simply, your only destiny is hell, but that's not the destiny that he created you for. He created far more for you. And he says, I want to connect you with your destiny, what I created you to be in the first place. If there's anybody here today that does not know Jesus as Lord and Savior and says, I want to know you, Jesus. I want to know Jesus. And I want myself, the self, to be gone and that's and dictated me into destruction. I lay it down. I want Jesus to fill me as he is forgiving my sins. Filling me with His love, His grace, His mercy. If there's anybody like that today, just slip your hand up real quick. I don't want to miss anybody at all. Slip your hand up. I want to know Jesus. I want to know Jesus. Hallelujah. Then I'm going to ask the rest of the congregation to just stand with me as we sing together. Oh, yes, Jesus loves me.